0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Two Feet Apart with me, your host, Peachy Patra. For today's guest, we have Delia Joseph. She is a certified mediator, a certified life coach, and a healing facilitator. Delia, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, in addition, well, first of all, thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. Uh, I'm really um, honored to be here um so in terms of a little bit about myself in terms of background i'm also a grandmother as well i say grandma, not grandma i love like, it <laughs> <laughs> i have three adult sons um they are definitely adults the oldest is 37 well about to be 37 then 28 and then 24 they're all boys i don't have any girls so i've adopted you petra <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
1: Um, But in terms of uh, what I do, a little bit more about what I do. So I am a mediator, certified mediator. I'm a certified life coach, healing facilitator. I've also um, had this program called True Self Process. That's really about uncovering who you really are and setting yourself free so that you can reconnect to your true self by giving up your false limiting beliefs about yourself and really fully tap into your soul power and unleash who you are, like who you're being in the world, and being aware of that and how you um, enter spaces as well. Um, I've done, uh, I mean, my first introduction into mediation was victim offender mediation, Mm -hmm. court related mediation, I've done uh, community justice forums, and speaking in different arenas. Um, I was at the Victim Offender Mediation Association in Philadelphia and um, uh, I had uh, done a workshop on emotional triggers and that was really interesting because it was based on a a personal incident that I had with uh, a client and it was really about racism and how I walked through that and so I did a workshop on that. And I was part of an analogy in terms of um, uh, anthropology, sorry, Um, in terms of writing a book with a a bunch of other women chapters in in a a book. And I talked about my background in terms of um, trauma, childhood trauma, and how I walked through that as well. And um, it's funny when you do talk—not funny, haha—but funny when you really talk about where you come from and who you are. You find out that, that you're not alone; and that there are people that have walked that journey. Some have gotten gotten through the journey, and some some people are still stuck in that journey. It's what I also um, try to impress on people, or do my best to um, invite people to um, take on this way of thinking. It's you know, things have happened, but they're not happening to you now. Right. So that's That's
0: such a good point.
1: Thank you. So that's a little bit about me.
0: We'll uh,
1: get to know me a little bit more. I'm sure you have questions.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So through all of this experience and being a mother and just everything that you've got going on in life, what would you say is your passion and purpose right now?
1: My passion and purpose, I believe, is to help people realize that they are necessary. You're here for a reason. You're important. You matter. Um, and that um, things that have happened to you, that, that doesn't have to define who you are when it comes to negative things, even mm-hmm. positive things too because we grow we evolve
0: absolutely that's such a good point I think it's important to recognize that and I like that you kept saying you know it's not happening it's happened
1: yes and
0: just the perspective of putting that into past tense
1: exactly exactly would you
0: say that that's like your best piece of advice to give people right now I would say
1: absolutely because You know, I'll give the analogy of driving. When you're driving, you don't keep looking back to get to your destination. You look forward, right, to get to where you want to get to. Um, When you take out the garbage, you don't bring it back in. It's done. It's
0: over. Ah, served its purpose. Yes, exactly. Yes, I love that. Um. So when you kind of have these sayings and analogies that you use, is there one that has stuck with you for a long period of time?
1: One of the things I keep reminding myself, and it's a mantra that I say to myself is, I love life and life loves me back, right? Mm -hmm. When I say that, then I do things that bring me joy in life so that i can get that back
0: what are some things that bring you joy
1: things that bring me joy is FaceTime with my grandkids that's a good one <laughs> they don't live here they live in arizona um uh things that really bring my bring me joy is inspiring people and um uh, having sacred time for me so that I can fill myself up so that I can be my best for others. That's what brings me joy. That's very important. Mm -hmm. And to, and to be unapologetic too, in terms of taking time out for yourself, I know sometimes uh, people uh, would might, might um, view that as being selfish, but it's really about being self full self care
0: Absolutely. So what would you, that's such a good point. And I always talk about the importance of that because I've spent my entire past year focusing on just taking that time for myself and doing those things and being unapologetic with it. How would you recommend people kind of place those boundaries so that other people can recognize when that's important to them?
1: I think being kind to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And um, making peace with your past as well. The reason we don't take time for ourselves because we're hard on ourselves and we're usually hard on ourselves for past indiscretions or past things that we've done that we feel that um, makes us a bad person. But we're not bad people. We make bad decisions, right? We learn from those and then we, we put We learn from those, and then we do our best to move forward.
0: Mm -hmm. So if we're speaking about moving forward and past mistakes, what do you think of when people say that somebody can't change?
1: What do people say to themselves when they can't change?
0: what do you th- So there's that saying that, you know, people never change. So for example, if you're in a relationship with someone that treats you poorly, oh, he'll never change, just leave it. Or if you're someone that did something maybe criminal in the past and people bring that up in the future saying that, you know, people never change. If you did it once, you'll do it again kind of thing. Um, but we're speaking about, you know, not holding this against yourself. What do you think about those sayings?
1: Again, making peace with the past for sure Mm -hmm. and forgiving yourself for for things that you thought were a good choice and it turned out not to be a good choice, right? We all make mistakes. It's about what we do Mm -hmm. about it going forward that makes a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how active you are in choosing to recognize the past and honor it, and then bring that forward and make those actions.
1: Yeah, and releasing, releasing the past, releasing the negativity, and um, uh, and when you release, usually when we release something, we need to fill that because there's going to be a void, right? Mm-hmm. And so, filling that void with the opposite of what happened. So, if something was if you are sad about something or unhappy about something find something that makes you happy and use that as a new habit moving forward mm. when we do something we do it over and over and over again it becomes a bad habit and it becomes a habit that really doesn't serve us right when mm-hmm. we recognize and and we're aware that that habit really doesn't serve us then it's time to do something that does serve us and use and, and build that void with new beliefs, new habits, new way of being.
0: Mm-hmm. If there's someone that is afraid to sit with themselves and develop these habits and develop these things, what would you say to them?
1: I would say it's okay to be afraid right acknowledge Mm -hmm. right because if we just dismiss it it's just going to come up again So Mm -hmm. explore why you're afraid why you feel that you're not um uh, worthy of something better right so i would say journal journal yeah get that out of your system get it out of your head and on paper and then um Talk about the feelings that that make you that that that's coming up with not feeling worthy, right? And then acknowledging that, and then looking at the opposite of what you just wrote, right? So if you're feeling um, uh, unworthy, and your real desire is to feel worthy, then you put you want to feel worthy, right? And then taking actions to feel worthy. So what are the actions you're going to take to feel worthy? Because we can just say, I want to feel worthy. What does that mean to you? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. You write that down, you start taking action towards that.
0: There's this one quote. um, I won't even say it word for word because I don't even remember when or where I would have heard it. Um, But it's along the lines of you can't be with someone else if you're not whole and complete yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's shared and spoken of often. And recently on social media, someone had shared a photo saying that she was in a place where she wasn't whole and she wasn't okay by herself. And she met her now husband, um, and you know, together they were able to grow and nourish each other. What do you think about that? Do you think that this healing is best done by yourself, or do you think that it's possible situationally to be with someone else during these periods?
1: I think it's really important for you as an individual to get to know yourself. And who you are, mm-hmm. what your beliefs are, um, because if that once that person leaves, you're you're gonna feel empty, mm-hmm. right? So part of you is with them. Whereas if you get to know yourself and um, uh, love yourself, you're able to be alone and enjoy your own company, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're able to. Uh, understand what brings you joy and what you are bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. So it's about seeing yourself because if you don't see you, then how is somebody else supposed to see you, right? If you don't honor, honor yourself, how are you going to teach somebody else how to honor you? Because how you treat yourself, you're really teaching others how to treat you, right? Mm-hmm. so if you're dismissive with yourself people will treat you that way as well and you're going to wonder why why isn't that person seeing me or, or respecting me respect comes with yourself first everything starts with you so once you start respecting yourself setting boundaries really honoring yourself honoring your, your body temple um, and uh, enjoying your own company other people will enjoy you as well because you're filling yourself
0: up. So then you're more on the side of, uh, it's important to take that time to yourself to heal, um, before you choose to be with someone, which I think it's a tough argument, because I want to agree on both sides. Um, it's one of those things that I think there are some people that can help nourish you, but I also agree with you that a lot of the work needs to be done sitting by yourself and listening to yourself. So maybe if you're in a situation like that and your partner is someone that gives you that time and that space to develop that part of yourself, um, but I find that otherwise it could just lead to codependency as well, and then that's a whole different beast. It is, it is, yeah. Do you you see that a lot in working as a life coach?
1: I've seen it. And what happens is people come to me depleted and confused and unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And it's because they had put all their um, dependency on the other person to make them feel a certain way. And then their heart gets broken and their heart really isn't broken. It's about the disappointment that they feel in the other person. Mm -hmm. They're disappointed that the other person didn't fulfill their needs. So they call it a broken heart.
0: Mm -hmm. What would you say are your, let's say three uh, top tips or pieces of small advice, for people that are going through that heartbreak, um, or that have that that little void and that little gap,
1: I would say again, sit with the feeling. If you're feeling heartbroken or sad, acknowledge that. That's the first step. Acknowledge your emotion, and acknowledge where you are, and start where you are. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then write out how you're feeling. Write out how you're feeling. If you're feeling sad, write out the word sad, right? If you're feeling um, resentful, write out the word resentful. Write out everything that you're feeling and then process that, like how did you get here, right? Take responsibility for Mm -hmm. your choices and not put the blame on somebody else, right? Again, people only treat you the way you uh, allow them to treat you. Mm-hmm. Right? So what was, what's within you that you attracted that type of person? Because they're basically mirroring what you are seeing, right? And so if, you, if that person isn't treating you very well, that means you're not treating yourself very well what is it about you that you are unhappy with, right? Yeah, once we, yeah. and then once we discover what that is, then we can um, do the opposite in terms of, well, what would make you feel happy, right? And that's mm-hmm. spending time with yourself, loving on yourself, acknowledging who you are, acknowledging your gifts, your talents, because um, uh, there's probably things that you've never um, acknowledged about yourself that are really good, right? So let's find out what that is, and then build on that. And it's really about words because words are really powerful. If you keep saying to yourself that you're not worthy or you're not smart, or um, you know you're incapable of do- doing certain things, it doesn't matter if somebody comes up to you and says, "No, you're really smart." If you keep telling yourself you're not, you're the one that's listening to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Once you change your beliefs about yourself and, and what you're saying to yourself about yourself, then you can move to the next step. So once you start telling yourself, I actually am smart. I'm actually worthy of things that are better for me. And the more you say that, the more you'll take action towards that. And it's about who you surround yourself with, too. Um, are you surrounding yourself with people who um, uh, uplift you? Or are you, are you surrounding yourself with people who deplete you? Right? What are you reading? What are you um, talking about when you do surround yourself with people? What are you listening to? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you listening to things that will elevate you? Or are you listening to things that will pull you down? Um, Yeah. Sometimes we, you know, we think that we're depressed and it's really about, okay, so who are you hanging around with? Maybe it's people that are always pulling you down and telling you that you can't, or you're not worthy, right? Change your circle. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. But you also have to see, you know, you as a person that is worthy of something better. I remember when I was younger. And I didn't think very much of myself. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. And it wasn't until I changed my perspective of who I was. Other people thought I was great and and um, uh, confident, but I was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. And it wasn't until I really did the inner work on myself in terms of you know what I wanted for myself and who I really saw myself as that that then translated on the outside and then I started attracting events and people in different circumstances I was like wow what's going on right but I could look actually look at myself smile um, say my name say I love you um, and so when somebody else said that they loved me it didn't sound strange it was something that was normal to me, mm-hmm. or somebody was attracted to me because of you know um, uh, wanting some help or um, you know just wanting to talk. I knew exactly why because of the gifts that I have, and um, I wasn't downplaying those, and I wasn't. Um, uh, so what I'm looking for, um, putting myself on the back burner, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we put people ahead of us, but put yourself first. When you put yourself first, then you're able to help others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have and, no, sorry. Sorry. And comparing, stop comparing yourself to others. That will kill you. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different journey, right? And your journey isn't the same as theirs, and theirs isn't the same as yours. And so, of course, they're going to have a different outcome, right? Um, You don't know what another person's been through to get to where they are. So Mm -hmm. never give yourself to other people or be jealous of somebody. Um, Give them accolades and find out how they got there. Never Mm -hmm. be afraid to ask. When you ask good questions, you get good answers. And that's with yourself too. Ask yourself good questions and you'll get good answers. But be willing to, to uh, listen. Stop the noise in your head and just listen.
0: Mm-hmm. I've noticed a theme throughout a lot of your answers revolves around awareness of self-worth mm-hmm. and just kind of that that ability to be more in tune with yourself. Was there an experience that you're willing to share in which that triggered that realization for you? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, there was a time where I actually didn't think much of myself and so Because I didn't, I started listening to other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I allowed other people to define me, right? And because of that, I made bad choices in life. Um, I didn't feel uh, smart enough. I didn't feel worthy of a relationship. And once I started working on myself and started to see myself differently, my whole world started to shape up differently. And I started uh, presenting myself in different spaces differently. Um, And walking more powerfully in my power, which I didn't realize that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to help other people. I think uh, part of why I do what I do is um, I think one of the catalysts is when I used to work in the courts. That's another part of my life. I used to work as a clerk of the court, and um, in court, you know, it's it's the job of the um, uh, prosecutor to find evidence to to lock the person up, right? Mm -hmm. And in that culture. You know, you think, well, that person, you know, the judge or the lawyer would speak on the person's behalf and say, Your Honor, my client is sorry. And in that culture, we're like, "Nah, he's not sorry. He's just sorry he got caught. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, 10 years later, I'm now doing mediation and I'm doing victim offender mediation. And now I'm hearing both sides in terms of the the victim and the offender. And the offender actually does have a story. And then once I bring the parties together, the victim gets to decide whether or not they believe the offender in terms of being sorry about what they did. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, they are sorry. Um, There's the, the few that are really not sorry, and then they just go back to court, right? So what I notice about the ones that are sorry, they want to do better, be better, and have better. And they just didn't have the tools. Mm-hmm. They had. The, they they were mandated to, you know, uh, community service work or pay restitution or give an apology letter, and that was great. But after that, you could tell that they were now um, uh, really hard on themselves for making that mistake, and it actually was a mistake. And so, what I do with people is, I find evidence of your worth. So that you can be more, do more and have more in life rather than being focused on what you did. It happened. Mm -hmm. It's focused on what you can do so that you can move forward.
0: Because again, we all make mistakes. That's that's a powerful example. Thank you. How do you think people see you? Do you think that there's a discrepancy in how you appear physically versus who you are? Do you think that they're pretty aligned? Um, knowing you, I have my own answer. <laughs> um, but I wanna hear yours as well. I think
1: if you were to ask me that question maybe 20, 25 years ago, I would say um, no. I, I you know how people saw me and how. Um, I presented myself. It wasn't aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wearing a pretty good mask. Um, I looked fine on the outside, but inside I was shattered. I was confused. I was feeling pretty low. Um, Now I've done so much inner work that um, I'm very intuitive, um, empathetic, compassionate. Um, I still have a great sense of humor. Mm even after everything that I've been through, um, because I know that it wasn't my, it wasn't my choice. And some things were my choice and I took full accountability for that in terms of how I got to where I was and no shame in that. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I carried the shame and um, worked through that and, um, I am who I am today because of the work that I did, the inner work, because Mm -hmm. you you wear the mask for so long and then it falls off and it's like, okay, who is this person? Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think that those good traits and qualities come through physically as well?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because I make choices that align with my core values. And um, I mean, sometimes I slip. (laughs) I'm not perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i would say 99.9.9 i don't know i i would say most times i'm right on track and yeah. and the day that i'm not i have the tools to get me back on track right mm-hmm. so i'm not perfect by any means um however i i will take responsibility for my choices and that's the key mm-hmm blame other people the more you make excuses the more you'll repeat that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that which you're trying to run away from absolutely what would you say are some of those good tools to use
1: i would say first of all have some quiet time for yourself right Mm -hmm um be in a space where you're not going to be interrupted and sit with the feelings journal mm-hmm. right? and be raw be honest with yourself and then write out exactly how you desire you, your life to be or how you desire the next step to take place because you create the next moment with your words with your action right and you have the power to make changes Mm
0: -hmm. are you one of those people that keeps all of your journals and writing afterwards or are you one of those people that once you write it you want to release it so you burn or destroy it great
1: question (laughs) (laughs) i have two, two journals so i will i will take the negative stuff that i am um, battling with or have a challenge with i write all my negative stuff on a separate piece of paper mm-hmm. i'll write it out and then i'll take my journal and write out the things that i desire and i usually i use the word desire because when i say want i'm asking for something that's lacking right uh mm-hmm. So you start off with what you want, right? But then the end result is what you desire, because what you desire, then you take action towards. And so I do have journals of the things that I desire and things that I've I've already manifested and come to fruition. But the things that I have written out that are negative, I do rip them up. I burn them, I have a fireplace, a working fireplace, where I rip them up, throw them in the fireplace, and I just say I release and I go forward to have plenty of joy and happiness and fulfillment. I use my words to create. Mm
0: -hmm. When you do these manifestations and you set these goals for yourself and you write out your desires and recognize and honor them, do you believe that they all require the hard work and time and dedication or because uh, and this is something also that I've seen circulating the internet lately is that, you know, there's some people that say that and there's some people that if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. But then there's that middle ground that recognizes that not everything is supposed to be hard and that exhaustion and placing that, you know, the value on the hustle and the hard work isn't always healthy. Um, Where do you sit on that?
1: Use the the key word, actually believe it's what you actually believe, right? Mm -hmm. So if you believe it's going to be easy and, and, and it would be, you know, it'll flow and, you know, what's meant to be won't be meant to be for you. Then if you have that certain belief, then that's, what's going to happen. If you're going to believe that it's hard and it's challenging and that it's never going to happen, that's your belief. And that's exactly what was, that will happen to you. Mm -hmm. It's all about what you believe.
0: So in these situations, what would you say to people that are facing like extenuating circumstances that make it a little bit more difficult for them to have that belief in anything, um, what do you think for those people
1: i say take it one step at a time and start small Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that i did was i manifested someone being kind to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember thinking that all people are, you know, bad and, you know, people can't be kind because I was just running into people that, you know, were either um, uh, disrespectful or um, just rude, right? Mm -hmm. once I started believing in myself that I attract people that are kind. And I had to start being kind with myself first though, in order to attract that. And then once I did that, I started manifesting people who would just, just a simple thing, like open the door for me. I'm walking down the street. it's again, how I, how I, um, uh, walk in the world and how I see myself. I remember I was speaking to someone and they, uh, was, they had said to me, um, you are accumulating human credits. I'm like, what? I've never heard of that before.
0: <laughs> that was very interesting. I love that. <laughs> um, what it, about your personal story? do you think is important for other people to hear?
1: To never give up on yourself. Be your own advocate. Don't wait for somebody else to advocate for you. Um, Give yourself permission to be who you are meant to be on this earth. Find out who you are. Yeah. Just to own that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's doable. It's something that you can actually do. I've been there where I felt numb. I felt um, unworthy and I didn't want to be seen. I did not want to be seen. And yet people would see me. I'm like, why are they looking at me? And that's because I was very, very self-conscious. And then again, after I did the work, it's like, here I am. And I, can, and I can see it on other people as well. The thing that um, makes me sad is when I see people walking down the street and they don't necessarily have their phone, but they're looking down and they can't make eye contact. And I know that there's something in them that they're not happy with in terms of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good example because if you think about it, that happens often. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I take the dogs on a like a walk, a long trail every day and there's often people, most people say hi and look at you and smile and there's occasionally those people that just look straight down. and You always yeah. kind of wonder kind of what that mindset is. Um, and I remember I used to do the same thing several years ago and it mm-hmm. would have, it came out of a place of just insecurity and brokenness and not really being sure of myself. So it's hard, especially with strangers, to look somebody in the eye if you can't even look yourself in the eye kind of thing.
1: Yes, 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 yes. One of the exercises that I do with people is, um, I always ask people, do you say good morning to other people? And they say, yes. I say, and I'll ask the question, do you say good morning to yourself? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no. Start with you. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look straight in your eyes and say good morning. Right? Mm-hmm. So I say good morning, Delia. Um, because usually when we look in the mirror, we're just washing our face, brushing our teeth. We don't acknowledge ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. You're the first person that you should actually acknowledge.
0: I believe you told me that when we last spoke. And so since then, I consciously do that. I'll pop in the mirror. Hey, girl, how you doing? You're having a good day? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) it's so funny because I'll be with someone new like I'll be at a friend's house and you know girls we all get together and get ready in the same mirror or something so we'll do that and I'll be like hey you look good today and they're like what are you doing I'm like I'm talking to myself just (laughs) give me a moment (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a moment (laughs) exactly (laughs) I love it (laughs) is there anything that you're currently working on or trying to raise awareness for
1: to really tap into yourself. So I have a program called True Self Inner Liberation. It's about you using your voice, bringing your voice forward and being true to who you are.
0: Is that something that you work on individually or is it like a group session?
1: I can do, well, I do either individual or group. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's the style of program. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to join us. Um, I'm so glad that you could share some of your wisdom and words of advice with the audience, because I know that you and I spoke right after I went through big life events last summer Um, and you some of what you said really resonated with me and it was really helpful. And so I wanted to be able to provide that for other people. Um, Where could our listeners best find or support you?
1: They can find me on Instagram. Uh, Mm -hmm. Instagram, my handle is always the best. They can find me on Facebook under Delia Joseph. Mm -hmm. And they can also find me on my website, which is www.joinimprove.com ology.com and improveology is how it's spelled in terms of i-m-p-r-o-v-e-o-l-o-g okay. yeah so it's improve and then ology the study of improving yourself i made it okay. up but it's up for now
0: <laughs> i love it all right i'll include all those links in the show notes below thank you You're again right.
1: Thank you for having me and, and thank you to the listeners as well. I don't take this lightly. Uh, thank you for spending your time with us and um, I wish you well. Beautiful. Beautiful.